Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of The Food Show. It's our program of eating, restaurants, cooking, wine. And, oh, no, you don't cook wine. Well, you could, but uh, you don't usually. Anyway, we are here talking about the best food that we have found in in New Orleans or other places, too. Or if you're looking for a, a recipe for something looking for a restaurant to go to for a special occasion or for a not-so-special occasion. You just, you know, you like to eat out. I mean, that's good enough reason to me. And that's what we do around here. With me is Mary Ann, who... Uh, Howdy doody. <laughs> who uh, hired me for this job about 32 years ago. And now look And at I you. left <laughs> because it just wouldn't be fair. You left? When did you leave? <laughs> I decided not to not to stay in the in the broadcasting arena. It just wouldn't be fair. So oh, I gave to it the to others? you. Yeah. To you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and just so you know, it'll just be all the losers together, right? I, no, just you. I was just talking about you. <laughs> and now here we are back together all these years later. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Today is National Food Bank Week. It is. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Actually. Where'd you get that? Actually, it's not today. This week is National Food Bank Week. Oh, well. I got it from your almanac, Tom. The mm-hmm. definitive, the definitive account of all things happening food-wise. And I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. I love this almanac. Oh, good. Yeah. It's a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I can tell you well, that. I, I, can't. I, I, first, I first started <laughs> I'm doing so glad it. It's already done. I first started making up those things about 30, 40 years ago. I know, yeah. And they're, they're still, you know, Yeah, they are. They are. Here's National you... Chocolate-Covered Insect Day. Oh, you know, they used to serve, uh, you couldn't call it serving, in um, the supermarket that used to be where Rouse's is now in Covington. Mm-hmm. There was somebody, in because they had like two or three previous supermarkets in that location. <gasps> And what's the matter? Go ahead. And uh, I remember somewhere in that supermarket, again, this is not Rouse's, because I don't know who it was, but they had a rack of that stuff. It was chocolate-covered ants. Or well, you have here that that there mm-hmm. is a uh, type of ant called a replete whose bodies yeah. are used to store nectar Huge. inside the colony, and That's they're right. the size of small grapes. Who's going to eat an insect. I mean, okay. Why not? You eat crawfish. That's like I'll an insect. I'll give you your. I'll escargot. give you the little. I don't eat those. You I don't, don't eat. eat I don't escargot? eat escargot. Why not? <laughs> hey, you want to hear a good one about uh, about these guys? Uh, how is it possible to be married to someone as long as you have and know absolutely nothing about them? Go ahead. What? So, <laughs> um, a guy hears a, a doorbell. Oh, wrong. Ding, dong. Uh-huh. He said, who's that? At, Get at, closer to the mic. At 5 o'clock in the morning. And closer he, to the mic. And he walks over, 
Mm. Okay. He walks over and? He walks over, opens up the door, and uh, he says, was somebody here? That... So I heard the, the doorbell ring. Anybody do that? What a heck with it. And he, he picks up uh, the one thing he sees, which is a snail running, or just kind of oozing along the ground. Yeah. He bends over, he picks it up, and he throws it as far as he could. That's what one of Jude's nannies does. Throws it as far as he can throw it. And the, uh, the guy just shakes his head and goes on. Then about 16 years later, the doorbell rings. He goes over to the door, opens the door, looks back and forth, doesn't see anything. And then he looks straight down and he says, there's a snail again and it's moving towards him. And he, he uh, <clears throat> says to the snail, what the heck was that all about anyway? Hmm. That's it. <laughs> At least I didn't have to help you with that one. That's good. Congratulations. Today, uh, oh, in your uh, almanac, the Edible Dictionary yep. is a uh, thing that I absolutely love. A pis Wait, <laughs> it takes a while to say it. Pisaldi Pisadieri. Pisadieri. Yeah, that's, that's a French Pisaldi pizza. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, which is, is good. Those are good. I went to uh, lunch with a friend today who was talking about this delicacy in Portugal where she was. Portugal's the hot place to go right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it would be. I hear that if you are uh, of female persuasion, mm -hmm. that it's the best place of all because there are, there's an extreme shortage of men working men in Portugal. Mm -hmm. And so uh, all the things that they do over there, it's been hard for them to get along. It's really hurt their economy. What, so women get jobs? I women, thought you were going to say. Oh, the, 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 women have a hard time getting uh, getting dates or getting a hello, for that matter. Okay, so if there's... <laughs> You know what? I'm, what? I'm just going to let that go. I'm just not even going to say anything. <laughs> Today, in 1066, mm -hmm. William the Conqueror conquered King Harold in the Battle of Hastings, and the Normans took over England. <coughs> and they brought the French language and the culture to England and um, influenced English culture, especially in the wine mm -hmm. world. Yeah, there's a whole a category of wines, uh, like <coughs> port me. wines and uh, Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux? No, Bordeaux come from England. No, no. Oh no, they come no. from no, they come from France and and yeah. and California, of course. Okay, we're gonna jump start. Oh, Thomas Keller, one of my favorite Thomas things Keller? to rant about. Yes, Thomas Keller. Who he? Was born today in 1955. Very funny, Thomas Keller, the the ne plus ultra of chefs. The oh, French oh, him. laundry yeah. and per se. My favorite French. Uh, Did you ever go there? No, nor no. would I. It only costs two hundred dollars a person. Yeah, but but the thing that I know about about Thomas Keller just uh, it, it incenses me. So we're at the wine auction, mm -hmm. and everybody is is waiting for Thomas Keller to arrive. Mm -hmm. And there's all kinds of food. It's a grazing event, 
and there's all kinds of foods, food out there. And everybody is buzzing about when Thomas Keller might get there. And so he finally arrives. And what he has to give to people from his booth is not food, but a clothespin. A clothespin? Yes, French laundry, clothespin. Uh-huh. And the clothespin says French laundry. So people who thought that Thomas Keller was going to be mingling and you would get to taste his food, did not get to taste his food because he graced everyone with his presence and a clothespin. <clears throat> that's my that's we, my favorite Thomas Keller. I, I actually was there to see that. And that's because to, we were together, Tom. Who's on the phone? Is someone on the phone? <laughs> Just checking. Oh. It's a food show. It was, I'm Tom Were Fitzmaurice. you commenting on that, Doug? We'd love to, to hear what you tell us what you have to say. Well, I was just place. asking, you, how did it taste? <laughs> mm. It tasted bitter. I was really not happy about that. I just couldn't believe well, they, it. They but ran it was out so of them. Thomas Kellery. It was so Thomas Kellery. Anyway, uh, it is his birthday today. Oh. In 1955, he was born. Well, and, I hope um, he restocked his uh, his his batch of supply of. Uh, uh, clothespins. Clo- he didn't clothespin. run out of clothespins. He just didn't. He he just disappointed everyone that was there. <clears throat> anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. That's two six zero menu. You have that. You'll go after they're no longer the hottest restaurants on earth. At which time Keller will still be at least as good and probably better. I can't seem to detect the flavor of fame. Didn't you go to French Laundry? You went, I did. Tom. I did. You went there. Okay, I didn't go, yeah. but you went there. Well, it was. That's why I say it was. I went $200. to Taylor's Refresher. Taylor's, yeah, everybody. Do you remember goes Taylor's there. Refresher? Yeah, everybody goes there. <laughs> if, it's, if you love wine, uh, winemakers and 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 young people and. Uh, Taylor's wine. Refresher was a bag of gas. I'm sorry, people from Napa. Or people who love to go to Napa, come on, it's not that great. Oh, I would disagree. I'd love it's, to go there again, it, but they stopped Taylor's taking... Taylor's Refresher? Me, that's what they called it. It was sort of like their answer to a snowball. Yeah. Taylor's Refresher is a hamburger get, stand, and I think it's in Healdsburg. Too. I think it's in Healdsburg. It's on the northern side. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that was that was a most interesting trip for me. And uh, I can't believe it. For how many years did you go to that? You nine, went ten probably years, I think. ten nine. years. Nine. And I think it's nine. I never went. Yeah. And then I decided to go in two thousand four. And mm-hmm. that was the last year that you went. That's right, because after that they cut off the media weasels. Yeah. And yeah. Since, you know, but I was glad I went to that one. It was really, really nice. It was really amazing. We went to that we went to um uh, what's his name? Francis Ford Coppola. Coppola's place, didn't we? He, we did, and yeah. in fact, we were signed up <laughs> to was... do the dinner there one night. We did go to the dinner, and there did one go to night. the dinner, and he was doing something that just stuck in my mind, and I said, "I'm going to do this the rest of my life." He was doing pizza on a grill. Mm-hmm. He had this big, big grill yeah. right <laughs> in the middle of of his house and everything else, uh-huh. and he put pizzas on top of this really hot thing flip it over put the the cheese and everything else and that would finish it and uh, you could go into his wine cellar Mm -hmm. 
for all these vintages of his his wines. Top, what was the name top. of his winery? What's the name of his winery? Um, <laughs> I was, it's not I was, Coppola. Uh, I was hoping you weren't going to say. Uh, Somebody else yeah. probably knows. Yeah. I bet you Mike knows the name of Francis Ford Coppola's winery. Yeah, it was uh, a very famous uh, winery and going well, back a is, long way. It is. I'll tell you what I remember most about that dinner. Tell me. It was the first time I ever wore your favorite dress, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Where do I go? Where do I go from here? I have this dress, you know, the brown with the flowers on it that I've worn a million times that you always say, is that a new dress every time I wear it? But it's great. It's like the stretch of a rubber Mm -hmm. band. I know you've seen it. I know you you don't remember it. But anyway, that was its first (coughs) introduction to the world at Francis Ford Coppola's winery. Mm. I'm going to have to look up. I'm going to have to look up the name of that winery, unless Mike calls us or somebody else yeah, who knows. Mike, I bet he knows. Yeah, he's a super enophil, isn't he? He probably knows that's, the name of it. That's what he says. Otherwise, I'm going to have to look it up. So don't make me get up my call. 260-6368. Is they the have a number of different labels. We they do. They have, they have quite a few different yes. labels. Yeah, yeah, but... but yeah. But uh, I'm, I would know the name of it if... There were some uh, that were more famous and expensive. There's Archimedes. Nope. There's nope. Eleanor. Nope. And let's see now. There are a couple more here. Okay. There is the family Coppola. There mm-hmm. is the Francis Coppola Reserve. Mm-hmm. There's the storytellers, the Sophia. We have. So the, it is Coppola. The winery itself is called Coppola? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's it. it. But, that's but, what I was looking for, the name well, of the know, winery. They've got all <laughs> kinds of different wines. Uh, yeah, he, he was yeah, a yeah. multi-talented guy. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got a place in Italy now in his hometown, his grandfather's hometown. He has a a, a resort of, uh, of my ilk there, Tom. Maybe I should go. Should I go? <laughs> Give me those... Uh... The pound sterling won't do me any good there. That will be your last resort. Is the number what, Doug? I say that would be your last resort. (laughs) Mm. Oh, no. I'm nowhere near at the last resort. That's for sure. All right. So let's see. What were we talking about? Did we finish our reports for uh, last night? We also had a fun little time. Uh, It's just been an outdoor eating weekend, which I have to say that I loved. You had a good time at Matina Bella over the weekend, didn't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I I only go there once a week. Yeah, I know. But you had an especially good time. Everybody there wanted to talk to me for some reason. Oh, that's... That's too No, I love that. I know. I, I live know. for that. What'd you have to eat though? <laughs> and uh, including uh, the the uh, son of the two people that's created the. Uh, well, Hanson. Hanson's. Yeah, he and was there. He's there a lot. He was there, and uh, just a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm making Tom <laughs> now be a sort of a a fixture at Matina Bella. He's one of those old guys that sit at the bar on the weekends. <laughs> Boy, that's me, all right. <clears throat> Boy, yes, what an Tom, image! Don't you need to go to Matina Bella? That's what I do on on uh, on Saturdays now. Get out of here. Go to Matina yeah. Bella. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back with more of the almanac and other kinds of uh, you know stuff having to do with uh-huh. food. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's great to be here every day talking about food and restaurants and cooking and you know, there are no other radio stations that have anything like what we do here every day, certainly not. 
And uh, we, you know, it's funny talking about the wine country. That was one of the few places. There's a, a restaurant in um, in the middle of the uh, uh, Sonoma area uh-huh. uh, that's on 1350. Even <clears throat> it was the same. Uh, of call letters that we had back when we were... That's the address, 1350? That, that was where it 13, was. When it, 1350. It was, it 1350 was on, what? And it was on, oh, it was on 1350 WSMB back then. Okay. So, yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, uh, there was there was such a thing there, but I don't think it's still there anymore. I'm not sure. And the rest of the Poor time... 1350. This is the only uh, program of its type. So what did you have for lunch today? What I had for lunch. I sent lunch. you off for lunch today because I had other plans. Mm-hmm. So where'd you? Uh, Where did I go for lunch? I went to. De Martinos. De Martinos. I knew you it. Know that? Cause I <laughs> because I know you, Tom, and I know what you had. You had a roast beef poor boy. I had a roast beef poor boy, and that roast beef poor boy is uh, just right dead on the money absolutely everything that a roast beef is it the best had. roast beef poor boy that you know best? of right now yeah, is it the reigning favorite roast beef poor uh, boy n- i don't think it's a favorite or a raven reigning either but uh it's really really good mm-hmm. and uh, especially the bread that they use is really unusual it's got a little bit more going on it never squashes down they listen when it's because tell it's Italian bread. It's not. It's not French it, bread, it, which has it, become an inferior bread, in my opinion. Oh, what French bread? Or, yes. Yeah, yes. I agree with you. I, I mean, French bread here, not real French bread. Well, in France, in France, where you have a, a denser story. crumb. Yeah. But it's a denser uh, crumb. I mean, do, do you when think, I think that, of the people that we would describe? Do you think that French bread now in New Orleans? is a mere shadow of its former self? I think I would say that. Cause, uh, Why he, would you say that? What do you think has happened? What has changed? The, because I, I think so, too, and I didn't really pay that much attention the crisp, to it. The cr- crusty mm. exterior, Yeah, that's something I think is essential to having really good French bread. And hardly anybody is making it that way anymore. No, what bothers me about French bread now is I feel like the crumb is not substantial enough to hold up to any kind of sandwich. That was another way of saying what I said. Exactly right. Uh I agree. Okay. Well, what do you think is different? Well, if you were to pick up, you know, like one of those... Bread loaves that they used to have at say Galatoire's or or Antoine's or uh-huh. one of one of those places, you would see that the the exterior of it that's about maybe one eighth of an inch thick, uh, is a- actually crunches and falls in or breaks out one or the other, whereas most French bread you get for everything in the restaurants for the sandwiches, it's soft. It does you, if you took a bite on it, it might bounce back. Who's doing Gendusa now? I don't know. They might be doing it themselves. I was about to say, if Gendusa is still out there, then United Bakery, that bread they... is still good. Whoever is doing Arno's cap breads mm-hmm. or Antoine's cap breads, if that's Gendusa, that bread is still good. Yeah, it is good. That's exactly what I but have in mind, But all the other stuff that I'm seeing out there that, that is um, it's a French bread, it's not holding up anymore. 
to anything. I agree. I think. Well, and that kind of has ruined poor boys for me. Okay, mm-hmm. I was never a, a huge poor boy eater to begin with. But well, who, who is, is on the phone? Let's talk. Mike. Okay. Mike is there. <laughs> Hello. Mike, share with us all the names of uh, wineries in. Uh, under well, we the... don't need it anymore. No, we uh, got the, one, the name of the it. one. Yeah, you, he's going to give us like trying... calling for some other reason. Let's see. No, the one. The one Tom was trying to think of the famous one that Coppola owns is called Inglenook, Ingle, and it goes Ingle, way Ingle way Nook back into the history of Napa Valley. Yeah. Okay. All right. And it's Thank their you. flagship wine is called Rubicon, and it's about yes, that's the one I was thinking of, Rubicon. That's it. Yeah. There, okay. there, there was a restaurant in in. Uh, we knew you could do it, Mike. There, yeah. Thank you for that. There was a restaurant, and for all I know, it might still be there. Probably is. Rubicon. That's what. Rubicon, I was uh, and it was uh, in that same area of. The, it was an old time uh, winemaker, Winery. Mm-hmm. At, and uh, it just got all the best of everything when it all broke up into pieces. Do you go out there much, Mike? We went three years in a row, going back about six years ago, mm-hmm. and I kind of got burned out on it. I, uh, it seemed like every tasting we would go to, we'd get the hard sell, you know, wanting you mm-hmm. to join the club or buy the wine. Mm-hmm. But I really, I up until recently enjoyed going to San Francisco as much as I did Napa Valley. Coppola's got a great little uh, cafe in San Francisco. It's called Cafe Zotro. And it's mm-hmm. right on the outskirts of Chinatown. And we go there, went there three times in a row because we like it so much. Mm. But the whole thing that's going on, you know, with just, it's just, it's unsettling to say the least what's going on in these major cities now, you know, and you just, I just don't know if uh, I would be comfortable. Oh, the grossness of it all, you mean? Yeah, you know, just, it's just gotten to ridiculous proportions. I mean, it was some of yeah. it. We always stayed yeah. in the financial district because it put us near the restaurants that we wanted to be. Yeah, but you know it's just it's getting worse and worse, you know. Yeah, it's gross. And it's pretty gross. Taylor's Taylor's is in Saint Helena. Saint Helena, the original. Okay. Yeah, and it started with an H. Okay, Saint right. Helena. Okay, all right. And going back to local, I had a really we really had a really good meal at Keith Young's the other night. I told you I was gone. Oh mm. yeah, did you like it? You good? You did? Yeah, I I didn't order steak. Um, my wife had what did she have? She had the wedge salad to start with, and then I think she had salmon. Mm-hmm. And I had I had the uh, bienville to start with and the uh, crab cakes. Mm-hmm. And it was a good meal. The place was jumping. I mean, it was packed. It was really packed. It's always packed. It's always yeah. crazy packed. So he's obviously doing a lot of things right to be pulling that, that kind so of crowd in three on a regular basis. parking lots always full. Yeah, yeah. you can sometimes have to walk a walk to get there. Yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, it's a fun I, I, place I, to I like. Be. Hmm? I said it's a fun place to be. It's got a nice buzz to it, you know. It does. I think it, I, it's yeah. like I said. You're either a, you're either a Gallagher's or you're a Keith Young's. You can like them both, but you definitely do tend to favor one or the other. I'm a Keith Young's person myself. And I'm yeah. a Gall- Gallagher's person. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, <laughs> Did you get my uh, oysters? Yeah, he said he did. I started he with them. Yeah. He knew he had yeah, to. The, he couldn't possibly dish- ever call again. What? Well, the dish is delicious, okay? I mean, the recipe, I I think it's absolutely good, but the oysters themselves were just so incredibly tiny. I know they don't have any control over that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just what's uh, available right now. That's right. But yeah. it, 
was almost comical, though, how small they were. <laughs> I mean, it was really, yeah. really that, small. That happens this time Well, in the case of Bienville, everything else about it uh, can make up for it. You know, it's it's a yeah. good stuffing or whatever you want to I call like it. I like Bienville better than I do Rockefeller. I really do. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. that's pretty Have much. Okay, good evening. I think it's universal. All right, see you later. Bye. See you later. Bye. I think I think most people would probably prefer Bienville over Rockefeller. Hi, Alan. Hi. Hey. Welcome. Come on in. Have a seat. <laughs> thank thank you so much. I appreciate that. I've been walking the hallways, um, and and I've lost contact with you. I you know I had to. I was doing that. Oh, this is an important call. I had to step out of the classroom for a second. Mm. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I hate to uh, disaffuse you. Uh, disaffuse you. That's not a word. Excuse me. <clears throat> no, but it's we're getting a whole dictionary. Let's see what Alan has to say. <clears throat> well, so the last thing I heard was before you, you, you somehow got knocked off uh, uh, my my phone here. Uh, I was listening to you uh, was uh, about French bread. And um, mm-hmm. are you still is it am I OK talking about French bread? Of course. OK. OK. So uh, and you, I, I've noticed that at least from from just my own research, that some of the great uh, bakeries are, are no longer right. that used to yeah. make French bread, um, right. except for one. And um, I'm going to. um Give major kudos to this guy who lives uh, now here in Seattle. Um, he's always he's had a food truck, I guess, for well the, the entire time I've been up here, which is now almost ten years. And he even opened up a restaurant in Fremont um, area uh, for a short amount of time. He's from New Orleans. His name is Matthew Lewis, and he's got a truck called Where You At, Matt. <laughs> well, we know where he's from. <laughs> yes, indeed. He is he's really the only guy up here that that can honestly say he makes a real New Orleans poor boy. Uh and that is because he uh ships his bread up from New Orleans uh, from go. Leidenheimers. He gets mm-hmm. in other words, he mm-hmm. orders he gets uh, he mm-hmm. puts his poor boy he makes poor boys with Leidenheimers bread. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what, uh, what 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 y'all thought about Leidenheimers because um, when he does an oyster poor boy or a peacemaker or uh, he also does roast beef. I haven't tried it yet, but because I always get the oyster poor boy uh, when his truck comes around in my neighborhood. Um, but yes, as I say, Leidenheimers, and I just uh, you know I just can't say enough about this guy to go through that. Uh, you know, well, that's the, a lot of work. Well, if you want to do a well, regional yeah. cuisine someplace outside the region, I think it behooves you to at least import the ingredients from the region. Whatever that means. I mean, if you want to do a credible version of whatever it is you're trying to do. Yeah. The, uh, so, the, uh, the uh, Leidenheimers uh, really owns the market. I mean, they, they are just about everywhere, and that's where most of the bread from, for poor boys uh, comes from. And to tell you the truth, I think it's a good product for most things, but uh, for the really, really good French bread. Yeah, that's uh, the stuff we've been talking about not being as good. It, it's not. It's yeah. not what it used to be, 
And I know everybody says that all the time, but I, I keep looking for that crispy bread just yeah. on the outside. And why is that so hard? I know how, why, because they spray the inside of the oven while the, the, the thing is in there. What is Risings? Well, Do you like Risings? Risings? I think I prefer Risings to Leidenheimer. Same company. Oh, well. Is yeah. it? Yep. Okay. It is. Oh. I wonder I if it's the Leidenheim. same recipe. Probably is. It oh, looks really? like it. I don't oh. know. Maybe not. We're, okay. oh, by the way, I want to say we're not talking about something that's just abjectly horrible. No, 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 you know, no. We're just saying it's not what it used to be. That's not, all. It's it doesn't not seem the peak. to be. It's not the peak. It doesn't seem to be. Hey, Alan, where is Fremont? I'm gonna I'm gonna describe a it's place. In Oregon, isn't I'm it? I'm gonna destri- describe a place, and I want you to tell me the name of it. Okay? I think we're talking about the same place. You know where okay. the chocolate factory is? Yeah, it's Theo's. Theo's, yep. exactly. Yep. Okay, is that yep. Fremont? Yes, it is. Okay. Yep, that's Fremont. Okay, so that's been, a very cool been? area of Seattle. It is a cool area. And okay. as I say, um, uh, Matt, uh, where you at, Matt, he had a, a restaurant uh, right on Fremont Avenue okay. for, okay. I, I want to say, maybe four or five years. And um, I... I you know, for whatever reason, it, I have a feeling he was—he just couldn't afford the rent anymore. And he said, "Look, yeah. I'm doing fine with my truck." But yeah, I get to his credit, he would never do craw. You know, people say you're from New Orleans. Why did you craw? Why don't you get crawfish up here and all that? And he said, uh-huh. "No, uh, you know, it's everything <laughs> he used." And he never even said when he opened his restaurant. He called it Restaurant Rue, R-O-U-X, but he never said, "Oh, I have an authentic New Orleans restaurant." Uh, because okay. he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't import, you know, he wouldn't and uh-huh. anything frozen. He would have to send up frozen crawfish, so we wouldn't do it. Okay. He just use local local foods. All right. So now, when I want to tell my son, who's in Seattle, he works for Amazon. So when he's in Seattle, um, yeah. I want to tell him to look for where yet Matt. So where is he always in Fremont? He's going to have to eat. Well, he could send me a, shoot me an email because I'm in contact with him. No, he's not always in Fremont. I As see. Matter okay. Fact, he's probably on on Instagram or Facebook or something. Huh? Where he's going to be? Um, not so. You know, he's not so. Facebook isn't very reliable. There is a, a website called Seattle Food Trucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> no less. And, okay. And, and typically, you can find out where he is. Okay. Uh, He's is he ever downtown? Is he is he ever downtown? Yes. Okay. Yes, he is. Well, good. I'm going to tell yeah. him to do that. All right. Well, yeah. thanks for all the uh, tips. I'm going to oh, tell him to look out fun. for that. Yeah. yeah. See you later. Okay. It's the food. Right. Bye, Alan. Thank, thank you. Good to take a break. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Here it comes. This is the. Monday edition of the Food Show here on 105.3 FM HD2. That's WWL. And that's us. We'd love to talk with you about where you've been eating anytime in your ever life, and wherever you've ever been, and you had something good to eat. Would you mind sharing that with us? Not the food itself. Well, we'd take it if you brought it. But the uh, if you've been any place good that uh, you think could be uh, interesting, get, get some benefits out of. Uh, people on both sides uh, by sharing the food with us. Yeah, interesting is the best part of all. You know, Doug's been sending us some things. Doug? Doug's been sending me some oh, things. Oh, Doug. This Doug, yeah. our Jiminy Cricket Doug, the voice from the great... The voice. 
I won't say beyond because that makes it sound like he's dead. So <laughs> the the voice from the ether, from the bush or something. Anyway, uh, Doug has been sending me things like he sent me uh, the best sandwiches. Doug, I like those uh, those websites that you're sending me those things from. What are these? I, just various, various kind of cool websites. But anyway, um, he sent me one about the best pizzas, which... Um, <clears throat> Well, that's a tough In call. all the different states. And Domenica made the list. But also Pizza Delicious, which is a New York-style pizza versus an Italian-style pizza, Domenica. But we did get two on the list. Now New York had like 20 on the list of 101 pizzas in the United States. But the one that he sent recently was the one food that you have to eat in... The state. In the state. Which yeah, so state? in other words, they took each state. Oh, I see. And it was the mm-hmm. one food, sort of the signature food of that state. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say what it was, but yeah. I'll let you take the first guess. If anyone would like okay. to guess what the food that that they recommended that you eat when you are in Louisiana, I was surprised by it. Uh, or what anywhere is, else. What yeah. is the food that Louisiana, uh, that you, is the signature food of Louisiana, according to this list that Doug sent. There were some of them that were bizarre, kind of interesting, but Louisiana had a particular food that you have to try if you are in the state of Louisiana, which really kind of surprised me. So what is it? What do you think it would be, Tom? Oysters. What else could it well, be? Well, actually, that, that actually is a great one, um, although there are a lot of places where you can eat oysters, but I would think that oh, that would be one that you would certainly think of. So this one mm. is one that is uniquely found in one place. Well, it's not it's not uniquely, but it's kind of like the most representative food, and I don't know what the criteria was that they used to compile this list, because um, because like I said, that the the... the a food item for Louisiana was not sort of an obvious one to me. Hmm. I would think gumbo. That would be the first thing yeah, that I would I would think. Yeah, pretty obvious. But it was not that. So if you have hmm. a guess, two six zero six three six eight, what the we'll we'll announce it when we get to the end of the show of what that food might be, sort of the signature food of Louisiana. If you were compiling such a list, what would that be? They had something from Kentucky called the brown. Do you know what that is? The brown, it's a sandwich. Yeah. 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 Do you know why it, it it's called the brown? Because uh, it's brown would be the first thing. No, if I ever make it to the Kentucky Derby, and it's very much on mm-hmm. my list, and I wish I had gone two years ago to see, uh, what's the one that's in contention now? Um, Justify. Yeah. But actually, I really wish I'd seen American Pharaoh. But anyway, um, the Brown Hotel is sort of the the Derby Central, and this sandwich is called the Brown because mm-hmm. it was made and first uh, introduced at the Brown Hotel in something like 1902, and it's a breakfast sandwich, is mm. what it is. Well, over the good. over the years, people have asked me uh, where do you get that around here. I don't think you can. 
but did someone maybe, actually ask you that? Yeah, yeah, on this program back oh like thirty years well, ago. Well, it's it's the official Kentucky uh, food, the official according to this list, uh, Texas food is barbecue yes, brisket. Yeah, is it barbecue, barbecue? brisket? Barbecue mm-hmm. brisket specifically. Um, the official food of uh, Tennessee is <laughs> pop uh, 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 country been, food. Country it's, food. It's been so much in the news lately. It's just uh, it's like everybody's got to be sick of it. But the Nashville hot nat. It's not really Nashville hot chicken. It's been on. It's it's been the Nashville hot chicken sandwich, but. It's called Nashville Hot. Nashville Hot. Nope, not Mash. N Nashville, as in the city of Nashville. Nashville Hot. Tom, you still haven't guessed. You still haven't guessed the one for here. I mean, oysters. I, I is I not, did. You did no? oysters, but it's not right. So take oh. another guess. Okay. Um. Um. It's something that you was uh, something what? that you that you were. Uh, kind of complaining about earlier in the show. Okay, uh, boats. <laughs> Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to take a guess on this, mm-hmm. I am uh, very interested in hearing what your guess is because it was not obvious to me. My guess would have been mm-hmm. gumbo. Yeah. Anyway, today you said is national, uh, not national, but Cajun Tasso Day, and you have a recipe Ooh. of how to make Tasso. Have you ever made Tasso? I've never made Tasso, but it's not that hard. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't think it was as easy as you make it seem. And how do you know that that's really the way to do it? I'm oh, well because I've did like run Paul Prudhomme tell you or something. Well, he probably <laughs> did, but uh, he's the first person who ever told me about the existence of Tasso. I'd never even heard. Yeah, of Yeah, he kind of really, really introduced it to the area. Yeah, for sure. But uh, there is there are so many other things that uh, I thought it was a sausage. Well, he, you uh, you slow smoke just about any sausage, or for that matter, a nice cut of meat, as long as it's got a lot of fat in it. It's got to have a lot of fat. Now, I would have thought it, slow. it was more like a jerky. Well, and jerky doesn't have a lot of fat. It's very lean. I was at one one year at the uh, the church. When the when the kids and everybody were still in school, uh, they had this festival every year, and uh, uh, there were about five guys who worked with me uh, to do a bunch of barbecue. Yeah. We wound up smoking. I want to say 750 pounds. <coughs> yeah, that's pounds. what you said once before. Uh, yeah. I, that doesn't sound possible to me, but it was yeah, a tremendous. Yeah, we did tremendous, go through a lot of brisket. We did um, an amazing amount. We did. And uh, when we got to the end of it. <laughs> Uh, we found that uh, that we had quite a lot of what you would say that's beef jerky. It's just that at times the the the, the smoker had to be shut down. It would keep smoking, but it, we we didn't have it wide open because it was raining or something. Yeah, and um, and that's uh, that's a lot of work. So it dries but it out. It is, does dry it is out. Is that and so if you do that with pork, it dries it out into a tasso. I don't know. I've never done that with with. Okay, uh, with now pork. let's I mean, let, let's get down to it here. Let's get down uh, you to know, it. You know, you know what pickled meat looks like, right? Pickled meat. Yeah, yeah. I do. But what is pickled meat's pork? Pickled meat is tasso is sort of like smoked pickled meat. Okay. 
And if you have an idea of what pickled meat looks like, just make that a little bit browner and just a little bit drier, and you have tasso. Plus, it is spicy. Plus, it, you, you have a lot of spices mm-hmm. in it. Okay, pickled meat always sounded kind of gross to me, but basically what it is is just pork, right? It's like raw pork. Well, that's how it starts, but pretty then, much, you know, yeah. after you that's smoke it. And, and smoke why it. is it called pickled meat? Because it's pickled. Why would they call it, you know, you, you know. Imagine. <laughs> okay, so um, I remember people used to, like when I was growing up, uh, people would go to, like, you know, you go to somebody's house and they'd be cooking. And I remember hearing about pickle meat that way. Sure. And pickle you, you meat, could, what, flavored beans? Was you, that yeah, it? You could, yeah, all, you, all you could do that. Things. Sure. The, uh, the most exotic version I ever found of what you're suggesting was when Cobbs was still in existence. Cobbs, K-O-L-B, uh-huh. apostrophe S. Uh, it was the, the most famous German restaurant in, in New Orleans. And uh, they, when they were uh, coming to their end, Warren LaRuth who was one of the people who could be claimed as being one of the best chefs in the history of New Orleans. He uh, made a batch of pickled smoke sausage, and he served it with red beans at his place. And it was the best topping of red beans I've ever had. Uh You know, my mom used to, uh, she used to make, uh, she used to use, Pickled red onions on red beans. Well, you can put anything on red beans. Yeah, I but think. did you ever see that? Has ever? No, but it ever sounds did? good. But if you put like a if you put like a dill pickle with red beans, that was good too. Yeah. Did you, did you ever do that? I don't remember it, but it sounds easy to remember. I think about. <laughs> anyway, according do, to you, to make <laughs> to make tasso. Yeah is not that hard, no. and I might even try it, because yeah. I want to get some pork shoulder. Smoke fat. I want to get some pork shoulder. Yeah. And, I mean, I'll, the problem Long with cooking. getting pork shoulder is that it's, is that a Boston butt? Yes. Okay, so those things are huge. They are. And then they usually sell them in, like, a double pack. I don't need yeah. all that. Yeah. We're never going to eat all that. No, and I don't want to freeze it because then it's never going to get eaten, period. But anyway, I want to get some pork shoulder and cook it and then serve it, well, to myself because this is going to be one of those things where I'm the only one that's going to eat it. Mm. But uh, No, I've been craving making sauerkraut because it's October and I keep hearing about Oktoberfest and I I want some sauerkraut and pork. So I was thinking I was going to do the little pork ribs, but actually a pork shoulder would be better, wouldn't it? I think so. Yeah. Because it's moister. It, it picks yeah. up all the seasonings better. Yeah. You know, all kinds so of anyway, good. so what I'm going to do now when mm-hmm. I get this pork shoulder, I'm going to try your little tasso recipe. Mm-hmm. Not that it's going to make any difference at all, because then what am I going to do with it? We never cook. But you said it take it lasts a long time if it's if it's refrigerated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It holds up a long time. Sometimes you don't even need to refrigerate it. It gets so tight. Yeah. And the the exterior of it gets so uh, that it just doesn't well, let anything else in. Well, then I'm never. I, I mean, I'm going to have this tasso, and I'm not going to have anything to use it on. Oh, you well, know you what have I could friends, do? don't I you? I could do. <laughs> yeah, but we never cook for them. I could do a. Um, 
I could do a tasso cream sauce, like you said. That's great. Yeah. That's great. You have to be a little care- careful about it because it it's so overwhelmingly flavorful that mm-hmm. it, it slows you down. And do you put it normally, do you see it put in like red beans? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. a great thing to do with it. Well, I wish we ever did cook. I mean, we never oh, did. Well, well, just go do it. Get yeah, I know, but then I wind I, up having to eat it all myself. I know and the where dog's I, not going to eat sauerkraut. I, I know where I can get a cookbook for you. Oh, what is it? Tom, whatever yeah. I see, if we had a, if we had a, um, a webcam here, you would get, you would probably get as annoyed as me, because Tom gets something in his hand, and he just starts like waiting and waiting for me to shut up so he can talk about it, and then when he talks about it, it's like nothing at all. All right, what is this, Tom? What this, are you just this here in my What hand? are you frantically waiting to talk about? Here's what it says right across the middle of this thing: Honorable Order. Of I knew Kim- he was going to say that. Of okay. Kentucky colonels. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything, Tom? I'm a colonel, Kentucky. Well, I know that. Or a Tucky but colonel. I'm sure everyone who's listening does too. But what does that Here's have to my, do with anything? I'm, I am somebody. Yeah. That's it. Is this, this because is, in, is this because I mentioned Kentucky Brown? You can't touch me now. I'm a Kentucky colonel. Okay. It, are you doing <laughs> this because I mentioned the Kentucky Brown, the sandwich? No, no. We have moved a lot of ter- territory since we started off. Yes, on we the, have. Uh, oh, I want to before we close we close the show out and nobody. Please call to guess on what that food is. This is the um, food that, that the is one the, that, the one that is the Louisiana food. I do want to I want to spend the last minute or two with a Roseanne Barr quote, but of course I can't get mm-hmm. your I can't get your your computer to move down at all. Anyway, a Roseanne Barr quote mm-hmm. for today. Yeah. Which is uh Quote, I I had left home, like all Jewish girls, in order to eat pork and take birth control pills. When I first shared an intimate evening with my husband, I was swept away by the passion, so dormant inside myself, of a long and tortured existence. The physical cravings I had tried so hard to deny finally and ultimately were sated. But enough about the pork. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, yes. Ellison Capers, a brigadier general in the Confederate Army, was born today in 1837. Don't you love Capers? I do like Capers. And uh, if you There ever isn't get... anything that isn't made better by Capers. Uh huh. It's a funny little taste. It has to be. Uh, it has to be. I like pickled. capers. I like. Well, it's very pickled. It's very. I like much capers pickled. in uh, with crab meat. I think capers with um, with a cream like a ravigot is made just perfect with capers. I also love capers in a butter sauce. Mm-hmm. With olive oil over fish. Oh, absolutely! And when you Isn't that a when divine you when you pick the fish, of it? when you pick the fish, make sure it isn't one that's sort of flat and, and low. You want it to stick up a little bit to have really some some moxie in in its makeup. You want it to be pretty solid, uh, and it's it's really good on fish more than anything else. Uh, I think capers is kind of a key ingredient in a tapenade, isn't it? A tapenade? Yeah, when you when you puree, I think it is, you puree uh, the olives 
and I think it's capers and and some anchovy well, and some olive oil. It sounds it's, okay. It's it's. I'd, I'd go for that. Like one of God's great gifts, capers. Anyway. Well, there are many of them. I am going so, to I'm going to bring out that whole list on another day that we ah, need some stuff because and so I'm not going to say what the Louisiana food is, but that's a great list and thank you for sending it, Doug, and we'll come back and have some more fun with it at some other point. That's it. We're done this evening. We are. It's Monday. And there yes. it goes. Off to singing. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.